Okay, we're here. The literacy view is here. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So I'm Faith, uh, and I'm here with Judy and Mary, my new social media friends. And we are forming a group uh, called the Literacy View. Real Teachers Letting Loose. So you are in for it tonight because we are not holding back. So our topic for this evening is phonemic awareness. And that has been in the news lately, at least in reading circles. And um, what's happening right now is a lot of schools are teaching phonemic awareness as something separate from phonics without letters. And there are some commercial programs that promote this. And much of this started with the work um, of David Kilpatrick. And uh, many teachers feel uh, that this is something very important, while others feel that it goes against what the research said many years ago. And there are uh, different opinions. And the three of us here tonight are going to discuss it and perhaps talk about how we would coach teachers. Uh, and these are all personal views. This is not, um, you know, we're taking the topic from research, but I want to just say that we are not researchers. We are practitioners. And, um, you know, please take it for what it is. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank we you. are so delighted to um, offer real talk for real teachers. And combined, we have nearly 100 years of collective experience among the three of us. So it's um, it's time that, you know, we were given so much PD, teachers are given so much PD, and they're so burned out. So uh, we thought this would be a great forum for us to discuss some relevant educational issues. So phonemic awareness. What are your thoughts, Judy or Faith? And then I'll chime in. Do you want to go first, Judy, or should I? Um, let me start a little bit and then we'll see what happens. How about that? Go All right. Ahead. So I'm Judy Boxner. I'm a universal literacy coach uh, in the New York City school system. As you can see, I'm sitting in bed. You know why? This is a <laughs> hell of a job. I'm tired and I know how many of you watching feel today. Anyway, phonemic awareness. So I think about it a lot. You see this article, there's another article, this person says this, this person says that. And I'm like, how do I make sense of it all? You know, do it for 15 minutes, do it for one minute, do it, don't do it at all, combine it with phonics. Now I'll break it up into um, only at the phoneme level. Holy cow, I'm a literacy specialist and I'm confused. I could only imagine how all my teachers feel right now. So, you know, there's a lot to think about. Um, I have a lot of views on it. I think that phonemic awareness is very important. I think it's a non-negotiable in classrooms. I think administrators ha have to stop thinking about there's no time for it. But I also think that it's very important when we're doing these things 
to have data to support that it's meeting the needs of our children. So just doing things to just do them, it's not enough. We have to take a look at these programs and is it customized to help the needs of our students? I do think after listening to some interesting pieces this week that reconsidering what we're doing is important. And I do think that maybe thinking about, you know, the initial sound of words and also thinking about giving more attention to the phoneme level is very important. I'm testing kids every day. My teachers are testing kids every day. Kids cannot segment those words. The word is cat. At. They can't, a lot of kids can't do it. And that's a major, major concern. However, I also think it's important to not stay at that level forever and transfer into phonics. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. I, I want to hear what Faith and Mary have to say. Well, you, you said a, a lot right there. So I think you're 100% right. People are confused. And um, look, we're specialists. Um, I didn't introduce myself by my full name. I'm Faith Borkowski. Um, I've been a classroom teacher, reading specialist, a regional literacy coach on Long Island. I was an administrator and I do private tutoring. Um, I'm in the schools now, I do professional development and I've been at this for 35 years. So, um, you know, in the time that I have been coaching, I was very up on the research uh, when it came out with the National Reading Panel report. And at the time, over 20 years ago, we were told to work with letters and manipulate letters to build phonemic awareness. And they specifically said in this report that it's better for the kids to actually work with letters while building phonemic awareness. And then I would say in the last five years or so, five to seven years, there has been a huge transition. And I think a lot of that was the result of um, David Kilpatrick's work um, where we started to use the term advanced phonemic awareness um, with manipulation, deletion, um, and all sorts of activities that I used um, in my practice, but always with letters, um, manipulating letters and having kids figure out where the change is, but not really just oral only activities, because from the report, that was pretty much what we learned as regional coaches, we would go to Albany and get this information. And we were always told to do this type of work with letters. But then as I started to read up on this, I started to feel, well, maybe there's something to it. And then I started to read David Kilpatrick's Books, and I really did assume that these ideas were tested thoroughly. And then, you know, I, I started to question myself, question what I've done. Um, and I was also confused, Judy, Mary, I was confused. I really 
did not understand this, but then I started to get angry. I went from being confused to actually being angry about this because Tim Shanahan wrote an article where he actually asked um, David Kilpatrick about his work. And then it kind of came out that, you know what? He was basing this on looking at studies across the board And it was really more theory than it was evidence. And so I think if I'm saying it right, he was about to start um, doing a study on this, but then COVID hit. So he did it. But meanwhile, all these teachers bought this book and we're all talking about this. And yet we really don't have the evidence to back it up. So I honestly, it, it, it angered me. I don't know how you feel, Mary. I, you know, you haven't said anything yet. What are you thinking? So I'm Mary McCool Berry and I am a dyslexia practitioner. I was a classroom teacher for 32 years. And um, so I've been teaching for 35 years and continue to do so. What is alarming to me is that we keep going back and forth with all of these things, right? So I also volunteer with uh, an adult literacy group here in Cleveland, Ohio. And phonemic awareness is super important. It is one of the building blocks of, of learning to read. However, I am firmly in the camp that kids and all students must associate the letters with the sounds. So it cannot be just the sounds and separated from the letters. Um, and I think I think Judy brought up a really good point about how are we modifying this to meet the needs, customize it to meet the needs of all of our learners. Because there are kids coming into school that have a really good sense of phonemic awareness. And then other kids with low reading skills who need a ton or, or English language learners. So I find this current debate um, really perplexing because we don't need to be muddying the waters anymore. And I was, you know, I was looking back at the national reading panel and what they, what they recommended over 20 years ago still holds true today. And if we just followed this approach then we could turn around the literacy rates in our schools so I believe that segmenting is a difficult thing. I do teach Wilson, but kids, it's a multimodality program. So the kids have their letter tiles and they are moving them and then they're counting and then switching out sounds. So I just find that works because I know kids turn into readers. So um, I'm not really sure. I don't have a lot of uh, background in this new this new line of thought. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I I think that sometimes we evolve with more research. So, you know, I I do think that, you know, even though I look at the National Reading Report, it is over 20 years old. And, you know, the assumption could be new research. We could add to our knowledge. I'm open to that. But what I'm, I'm annoyed really um, with is this idea that 
all these schools now bought into this based on recommendations that I think were assumed to be proven, evidence-based. And really what we're seeing is, yes, it definitely, it, it wasn't something that was made up. Uh, you know, according to David Kilpatrick, he did look across studies. He did look at standard scores. He did um, try to um, assume, I would uh, I would imagine, that based on what he saw, that there were better results for the kids who had better phonemic awareness. They were more proficient in this area. So that led to the idea, well, let's add on and do some of these activities. But when we look at it, maybe we're spending too much time on these activities. And Mm -hmm. maybe, as you said, we're spending too much time on it with kids who don't need all of these activities. Can I jump in? Absolutely. What about the confusion that exists that some people think it's either or, oh, you know what? I'm going to do phonemic awareness instead of phonics. It's happening. Yes. It's happening. And it can't happen anymore. And you know what? Phonemic awareness does not constitute a reading program. Tons of people think that it's the same thing as phonics. They don't even know. And not because they're, they're just, there's so many terms being thrown out there and so many different ideas that it's really complicated. And people are negotiating in schools. Oh, I'll take away 10 minutes from this to give 10 minutes to that. But the work has to move forward. And some of the ways that, you know, that I have found have been beneficial is when you're doing foundations, yes, there's letters. But every time I put back a card in front of the students, they're also making the sound instead of saying the letter. So you incorporate that phonemic awareness more and more into your phonics lessons. So it's not taught in isolation. Mm-hmm. However, um, I'm also trained, yes, science of reading people in reading recovery. I'm a SOR person that also is trained in re- reading recovery. And guess what? There were some really good practices that I, I was trained in by my reading recovery trainer, Jane Montgomery. The, the method that she taught me was Elkonin boxes. They were brilliant, but they started at a phase where I just pushed chips with kids. But then the child started to know more letters and sounds. And she said, Judy, you got to keep it moving. Now you're going to add another step. You're pushing at. And now you're adding the letter for the sounds you hear. But it didn't stop there, Faith. It didn't stop there. You know what was next? She pushed me even further. Now that the child can hear the sounds, write the letters, let's take it a step further. We're going to move away from Melconin boxes and we're going to turn it into a spelling box. So the word speak is going to have a separate box for the E and the A because it has to transfer. So phonemic awareness is a great thing, but it has to be a gradual release model to get kids to learn other skills and to, you know, develop further. Well, and you know what? Spelling is absent in most of our public school curriculum. I mean, they just, spelling is not being taught. But phonemic awareness, like you said, Judy, linked to spelling, 
it really helps kids and all students with spelling. So, you know, and kids with dyslexia have difficulty spelling. Um, so, so the phonemic awareness part doesn't help them particularly, but it, it must be taught because of the, the spelling aspect as well. I agree, but, oh, Faith, your turn. I'm going to shut <laughs> up. Go, Faith. You know, something I, I think that we all agree right here that we're seeing obviously a connection between sounds and letters, letters and sounds. The approach might vary a bit, but the three of us are all talking about letters attached to sounds. As you said, Judy, that it started out with tokens without letters and then right away, get right to the letter. Um, I don't know if I would have gone to the next level like you did with separating those letters with boxes, but I would take it to just writing the word without having boxes at all. Right. Um, but my point is that we have all these years of experience and only in the last five years, I think, have we started to really hear about this um, separate oral only phonemic awareness. And yet in the schools now, you're saying that there are teachers taking away time and instruction from phonics instruction to just do oral only activities. And that- Not at my school, not at my school, not at my school, <laughs> but in general. <laughs> because they have such a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's happening. You're hearing it, right? You're hearing that these activities buzz. Are, are being used and we really have to give that some thought. But just what Mary said, the spelling is so important because when we are really paying attention to orthography, the letter patterns connected to the phonology, the sounds, that's building the bond right there, an immediate bond. So perhaps maybe for some kids, if you know we get more evidence for some kids who really struggle, it might make sense to spend some more time in this area. But for tier one, for most kids at this point in time, at least in, at this point in time, based on what I'm hearing and from what I just read in the last year or so, I think the advice would be to stick with the, you know, the uh, national panel report and just stick with those recommendations. Yeah. Oh, oh octopus. Ah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Well, again, um, and, and that could vary too in terms of having to, you know, presented in that way. I don't, I don't want to um, sound like we are only pushing foundations in Wilson. No, because that's we're not, not attached to what, any program. We're, we're not, attached, right. We're not we're doing that with any program. But um, I think the idea that we're trying to get across is that we're, we're trying to spread the word about what we do as teachers, coaches, practitioners, working with kids who struggle and working with other children in the classroom, what would we do? What would we coach? 
from my perspective, the way I would coach this is say, using manipulation activities with letters would be um, the best use of our time. And certainly segmenting and blending would be the main part. And then those manipulation activities, I find helpful, quite honestly. Oh, yes. Um, I really do. uh, And I do think that kids get better with phonemic awareness when you are doing manipulation with the letters and then applying it to words and connected text. But at the very basic level, they have to be able to segment and they have to be able to blend in the best way probably to do that would be with letters. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I even like, you know, when we use letter tiles, but I also have kids draw a line under each one of those sounds. So when Mm -hmm. they're identifying the two letter digraph or the digraph blend, but they're, they're counting the sounds in the word before we start manipulating those sounds. Mary, do you think I could hold you accountable for something? Sure. I think in the next episode, our friends would appreciate uh, seeing you in action and all of us in action, maybe just, you know, showing some of these ideas and maybe, you know, getting more feedback from our viewers and our friends, but also like modeling, you know, I'd love to see that in action. Because I wonder, do you know what, I, I really wonder how, how much of this is part of the teacher education program in colleges and universities? Are they being taught these, these kinds of skills so that every child becomes a reader? So that, I think that's a great suggestion. I love it. And I played devil's advocate on another one, even though I know we're probably wrapping up. Close to I, it, but go ahead. I think I'm going to get a little controversial here. I want to have a little food for thought. So I agree with everything we've been saying. However, however, if there's a lot of time in their literacy block, I don't think it's going to actually hurt the students if you do like the five minute drill. Or I do appreciate that Kilpatrick's drill is only one minute, so it's not taking up so much time. So do I think it's going to be detrimental to any kids? No. But if we have to be smart and strategic and we're fighting for every minute of our day to make sure that all of our students become a reader, then I think we have to be very careful in the decisions we make. And we have to be careful of the packaged commercial programs that are being put forth as a total reading program when it's not. So teachers, I think, have to be really aware. Yeah. And um, both of you, I love what you just said. Uh, And I do think that's really the issue. Time. Teachers are always stressed about the time in the classroom. They can't fit everything in. They're asked to do so many different things. They're all over the place. And I think that if we have to pick and choose, how are we going to spend our time? And You're right. I don't think it's going to hurt. But what does hurt is when you add up those minutes every day, add up minutes in a week, add up minutes in a month, it does add up. So I I do think that um, maybe while they're walking from their classrooms to an activity, do some phonemic awareness, fun things in the hallway. Yes. Do it in transition times. 
But um, to use it as an instructional time, you know, when you're getting the kids to really work, I would be really working on this together with the letter right. and the sounds. Yeah. As an integrated approach, right? Yes, an integrated approach. And how we do that will vary. And that's what's going to be fun when we all start talking and uh, sharing ideas. Yeah. This was and great. I just want to conclude by saying thanks to all the teachers in the in yes. the schools and the coaches because my best friends are teachers and it is one of the hardest jobs today. So um, our hats are off to you because we've all walked the walk. Yes, absolutely. yes, I agree. Yes. Well, this was okay. Well, thank you all for it's joining us, and we it's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye.